Welcome to Cut Into The Ball in the post-truth pockets, back in lockdown edition on Skype. So apologies for the sound quality. I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And the return of Mr. Galvin again. Hello. Welcome back again. Nice to be here. Splendid. <laughs> right, today's topic is time slips, people who just possibly just slip back through time for may only be a few minutes. And then re-emerge and try and convince everyone they're not crazy. <laughs> it's an interesting phenomenon. Mm. Yes, it's also the basis of an excellent series of films called Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wouldn't say it was. That's not really a slip. Mm-hmm. That's going through time purposely. Okay. What's the difference then between a time slip and a time travel? Well, time travel's deliberate. This is like just happens. Ah, right, okay. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, isn't that R. Kelly's shit? You're not allowed to sing him anymore, are you? I don't know, aren't you? Is he, is he a... Uh, oh, yeah, he's he's really been cancelled, yeah. He's he's like the American Jimmy Savile, almost. I thought that was Bill Cosby. Well, yeah, R. Kelly's up there too. Do you know what? This is a joke that will only for local people, but I went to the Aldi in Wellington yesterday. Um, yeah. Supermarket, and I and it. Do you know what street it's on? It's on Savile Close. Uh, wow. And I looked at the sign. I looked at the sign. And I thought he better fucking not be. <laughs> I was going to take a picture, but I thought, nah, I don't want to be seen to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a fan. Was Prince Andrew's close? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know he better not be. He better not be either. <laughs> Is it just me, or are the streets of our town named after nonces? Well, it is a town famous for its noncery. Uh, most of the elites right. are nonces. <laughs> mm. And they're named after them, so... Yeah, not good. What did Theresa May say about paedophilia in Britain, Ben? Uh, when she was through, Home Secretary? It ran through Britain like Blackpool through a stick of Blackpool rock. And what did they do about it? Oh, they, they lost all the files. <laughs> Sweet FA. Yeah, they lost all the files, didn't they? The guy carrying them apparently tripped and fell and dropped them into a shredder. Fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. They always get away with it unless they're dead. Or they've got dementia. Or they've got dementia. Or so they, can't, they can't stand trial. Fucking hell, it's just one loophole after another. <laughs> Should we move on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so let's thank some new and returning listeners and then we'll do some weird news for the main event before we cut through the ball. Okay, he's been listening this week. Manchester, UK, St. Charles, Missouri, Hastings, New Zealand, Athens, Greece, Gorey, Georgia, Keswick, Canada, Seaforth, Australia, Dallas, Texas, Milanowek, Poland, Ottawa, Canada, Flint, Michigan, uh, Ashburn, Virginia, Cape Town, South Africa, and the top three, Auckland, New Zealand, Fuki, Verena, North Carolina, and Guadalajara, Spain. 
Telford dropped out. Uh, couldn't see them in the top 50 this week. Wow. Oh, yes, they are a 25th. Oh, wankers. They were top last yeah. week. Disgusted. All right, then. Thank you all for listening. Yep. Much appreciated, as always. Should we do weird news? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Bad omen, question mark, Tower of London Raven, missing, feared, dead. Um, there's a, have you ever heard the legend of the uh, Tower of London's Ravens? Not till I read this story. Yeah, so the legend says at least six ravens must be kept at the castle or the kingdom will fall. <laughs> and they're all dead? No, there's one gone missing. So they've got a spare. I think they are literally at six. Well, I'd say Ed, just hurry up and chuck a raven in there, you fucking mad bastards. <laughs> they wait for it to come they, back. They have a spare and they clip their wings so they can't fly away too far. But obviously this Good. one has flown away further. <laughs> oh, it just threw itself off a fucking wall. <laughs> plummeted <laughs> to its death with its clipped wings. <laughs> the kingdom will fall, you say, eh? I've got a plan for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> so what, you're going to break into the Tower of London and kill the ravens? That's it. Right, their heads off. <laughs> I think they'd claw your eyes out, Mike. Or maybe I don't have to kill them, maybe I just have to remove them from the tower. You could remove hmm. them from the tower, yeah. Yeah, I could rob them, couldn't I? Yeah. And then all this shit would fall down. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, the kingdom will fall. The queen will be deposed. Think of the possibilities. Anarchy. Yay. I'm a conservative now. I don't want anarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Anarchy just means self-rule, guys. It doesn't mean chaos. It means the fucking bins won't get collected, Mike, is what it fucking means. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, we don't want them giant rats swarming us, do we? Someone's got to take the rubbish. Well, that's it. I like a bit of order. Let's see what they say about this. Raven Master, which is a pretty fucking sweet title, isn't it? Uh-huh. Christopher Scaife confirmed that one of the birds, Melina, known as the Queen of the Towers, uh, is uh, apparently if you have six ravens, it's called an unkindness of ravens. That's yeah, cool. any group of ravens is an unkindness, yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Melina is presumed dead after missing for weeks, or she just got away. Yeah. They know they only have seven. If two more were to die or flee, then the, ta- the tower and the kingdom would fall. Like I said, they do have a reserve one. Uh, yeah. Reserve raven. You don't really want the tower to fall, do you? No, I really like the tower. It's one of my favourite destinations in London. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. Uh, as a child, yeah. I've been twice as an adult. <laughs> Get you. <laughs> I like the history. Can I say? That's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I like the buildings. I don't like who owns them. <laughs> well, she's not there, Mike. You haven't got to speak to her. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she didn't come out and mingle with the tourists. So, everything's all right, then. They've got a spare. They've got a spare. But, you know, two more go. 
Kingdom's going to fall. Right. Fuck you know. Keep your eye on the Ravens. Well, this Raven Master's clearly not doing a very good job, is he? <laughs> yeah, he's he got not. one job. Make sure there's six Ravens. Now we're down to seven. Let's go sort it out, mate. Yeah. My thoughts exactly. Right, so next. Do you want to do the next one? Yeah. Ice cream tests positive for COVID-19 in China. Great. Oh, fucking hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just thought I'd cheer you up. Three samples of ice cream have tested positive for COVID-19 in China. Health authorities are now trying to trace people who have come into contact with the ice cream, which was produced by the Tinjan Diakado Food Company in the northern Tianjin municipality. A total of 4,836 boxes could be contaminated, 2,089 of which have now been sealed up and secured, according to China Daily. Bloody hell, do you manage to get COVID in ice cream? Is something popping in it all? You know, if this was a conspiracy and all manufactured, I'm not saying it is. I mean, it's not even ice cream safe. Hmm. I mean, they really are fucking with us now. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, though, isn't it? You're like, come on, at least let us have ice cream. (laughs) Ice cream makes everything better. Not anymore. Not anymore, because you can get COVID and die. Well, apparently the products were made using milk powder from Ukraine and whey powder from New Zealand. I don't know why they have to get source these individual ingredients from across the world. Well, I don't know. Maybe the, the milk powder and whey powder is, is not up to scratch in China. Maybe the industry isn't there. Yeah, but it's mad, isn't it? Globalisation and all that. I mean, what... It's, it's ridiculous. Surely they can make it themselves. I'll tell you why they get Ben, uh, Mike, sorry. I'll tell you exactly why they get it from. Where was it? Norway or... New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand. It'll be price. It'll be cost, economics. There'll be yeah. no other... It'll, some, like you said, globalisation or so fucked that for some reason it'll be cheaper to import it from... Yeah, it's mad, than, it? ...than to make it yourself or something. It'll be down to money, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that... I've read somewhere that we import fruit and veg and then we export it somewhere like South Africa to get washed or something and then import it back. back. It's, <laughs> it's Honestly, it's fucking... Or packaged or something and then it's mm. fucking insane. Yeah, well, it's, it must be cheaper. Yeah. Anyway, the virus may have been able to survive on the ice cream due to the cold temperatures it is stored at and the fact it contains fat. Mm. However, Dr. Stephen Griffin, a virologist based at the University of Leeds, said it is most likely a one-off and shouldn't be cause for alarm. I don't call 4,000 boxes of ice cream being contaminated one-off. Well, they say it's likely to come from one person. Fuck me. What was that cunt doing? (laughs) Pack a bit of ice cream, cough. Pack a bit of ice cream, cough. Pack a bit of ice cream, fucking hell. Did nobody notice? (laughs) (laughs) Clearly not. And I bet even I'm supposed to clean the computer at work after every time I use it before somebody else uses it. And they're in an ice cream factory. (laughs) Gloves, masks, surely. Yeah, but it's China, isn't it? uh, You know what I mean? What do you think the protocols are for this? Probably. Uh, What's this? What's this thing you call health and safety? 
I'm sorry, gentlemen, are you saying the People's Democratic Republic of China isn't up to date on the most modern health and safety standards? Yeah. Is that what exactly. you're suggesting? It's exactly what we're saying. Yeah, and the worker probably feeling <laughs> ill probably felt that he couldn't take the day off work because yeah. he might get sacked or might yeah. lose a, a day's exactly. pay, which he can't afford. Okay, his head cut off. <laughs> well, or they make him stand in front of a tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Certainly give him a slap. Oh, definitely, I'd imagine. <laughs> With a bullet, maybe. Ah, oh, well, stay the fuck away from Chinese ice cream. <laughs> yeah, just make sure. Don't eat Chinese ice cream. And that's not being racist. This story <laughs> was about Chinese ice cream. Or don't eat ice cream if it's made in the Tianjin municipality. Yeah, well, I wasn't fucking planning on going there, to be fair, so I'll be yeah. all right. Yeah. I thought we were, thought, you, you were ready to come over to China next week. What are you on about? God, no. You don't need to go to China, do you? I mean, a lot of people go to Chinese restaurants, have ice cream there. Could be... Oh, God, yeah. Stay away from Chinese restaurants. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> No, again, it's not racist. <laughs> Literally just done a story about 4,000 boxes of Chinese ice cream. Have they traced all 4,000 boxes? No. Well, fuck, exactly. I'm doing a public service announcement, not racism. Stay the fuck away from the chinkies. I mean, the Chinese, the Chinese takeaways. <laughs> no, that was the racism coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> we'll have to put a disclaimer at the head at the front of this fucking podcast saying that the language here <laughs> contained is... Uh, yeah. You should have a copy and paste one that you use for each time I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> the Jazz views. on this week so some yeah. language may be quite colourful and not <laughs> doesn't, represent old the views of the, doesn't represent the views of the rest of the team that's it I'm yeah fine. I'm fine with that <laughs> <laughs> come on then Bernard it's me <laughs> come on Bernard right yeah go on the Bernard Manning of podcasts well, space aliens turn my wife into a toffee crisp. <laughs> as they do, as they want to do. This is a Sunday Sport exclusive, and I feel <laughs> we should credit, credit the writer, because credit where credit's due. This is by Simon Dean. Anguished Ray Peter says he's at his, uh, Ray Peters says he's at his oh, wit's did end. Ray, did you say <laughs> Ray Peter or Ray Peter? Uh, <laughs> Ray Peters. <laughs> All right. What an unfortunate name. Yeah. <laughs> and after space aliens zapped his missus with a powerful astro ray, which turned her into a toffee crisp. Ray, who insists there were no problems in his 20-year marriage to Eileen, said he came home on Thursday night to find his wife missing and a mysterious toffee crisp on the kitchen floor of their two million five-bedroom home. Two million pounds <laughs> five-bedroom home. The 62-year-old former security firm manager from Brentwood, Essex, said... Eileen hates toffee crisps and so do I. There's no way there would have been one in our house. Then it struck me. There have been some weird lights over our house just recently. UFOs, most probably. It all makes perfect sense. Eileen's been turned <laughs> to a toffee crisp by some aliens with a special ray gun. I love his logic. <laughs> Former fucking club owner Ray said he worked into the early hours of Friday scrubbing his kitchen floor in case there were any space contamination left by the moonies. By the... 
by the moon men. The ex-scrap dealer. How many fucking jobs has he had? He said, I was also forced to roll up the hall carpet and throw it in the sea, just in case there was any radioactive blowback from the UFO. So if there was any CCTV of me chucking a rolled up rug into the sea in Hadley, that explains that. We're due to fly out on holiday to Gran Canaria for a fortnight. I would hardly have booked a holiday if I'd been planning to kill her, would I? Now that anyone's mentioned her being killed, she's been turned into a Toffee Crisp by a space alien, yes? The source at Toffee Crisp makers Nestle said, we've, we've not got time for bollocks like this. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, well. Uh, well, I think that that is a piece, possibly the finest investigative reporting on the planet. I mean, he clearly didn't kill her. <laughs> you know, he obviously had an innocent reason for throwing the carpet, in, rolled up carpet into the sea. Yeah, it's radioactive, Ben. Exactly. That's why he's going to handle it without any protective equipment. <laughs> I bet he put some gloves on. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's going to say. He's holding it next to his chest and then throwing it in the sea. <laughs> oh my lord! Well, you know, it's clear that his wife has been turned into a toffee crisp for whatever nefarious purpose these aliens want to do that for. Maybe they really like toffee crisps, and there's not enough, so they will turn the humans into toffee crisps. Maybe that's it. Who can honestly say? I, I don't know. I can't fathom out their alien logic. Makes about as much sense as his logic. Just fucking <laughs> with us. I used to love how he went jump straight to straight to the aliens. There's some weird <laughs> lights outside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm betting his wife's done a runner to be fair. <laughs> really? Clearly off his bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he murdered yes. her and threw her in the sea, either way. Yeah, because he did have to scrub that floor, didn't he? He did. The jury's out, I guess. <laughs> I'm no fucking Sherlock Holmes, but I think there's a few holes in his story. <laughs> What, you mean like his shifty employment record? <sighs> well, that's one. <laughs> and the fact that he's claiming aliens have turned his wife into a toffee crisp is probably the other. <laughs> I really want to work for the Sunday sport. Yeah. <laughs> Writing this stuff. Oh, man, you'd never be fucking... You'd never be miserable, would you? If you just you said else fails, you just put a pair of tits on the page. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Should we move on? Yeah, should we go on to yeah. um, time slips? Let's do it. Okay, so as I said earlier, this is not a deliberate attempt to travel through time. This is someone who could be going amongst their daily life and then suddenly realising their surroundings have changed and they're somewhere else in a different time. Yeah, isn't that called getting really pissed? Well, I don't think I've ever got so pissed I've gone back in time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not back in time, but maybe forwards in time, which is still time travel. Forwards in time, yes. I've certainly woke up and thought, hang on, why is it no light? This isn't where I started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time slips. Time slips. So I'm going to read you some of the best examples. Okay. <laughs> Two professors see Marie Antoinette at the Palace of Versailles in 1901. Okay. Right. <laughs> so in 1901, two professors from St. Hughes College in Oxford, England, went to visit the Palace of Versailles, which was, of course, the French royal home until the monarchy was established, abolished even, in 1792. 
Marie Antoinette, one of the last royals to live there, was executed in, nine, in 1793. I was going to say, was she with the head or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she still had a head at this point. Okay, um, check so it. On, on that day in 1901, when professors Anne Mobley and Eleanor Jourdain were walking the grounds of the palace, it's pretty safe to say they did not expect to see Marie Antoinette in the flesh, sitting on a stool outside the Petit Trianon, which was a private retreat built for her by the husband, the king, who obviously didn't have a head at this point. And yet there she was, sitting and sketching and completely oblivious to the fact the two women were gaping at her and all the other people in 1780s period attire. Was this a porn film? (laughs) (laughs) For you. Well, (laughs) Antoinette and everyone else disappeared when a tour guide approached Mobley and Jourdain. Together they wrote a book, which was called An Adventure, about their experience. And the story gained notoriety. Because of how grounded it seemed. How can you write a book about saying, I once saw Marie Antoinette in a fucking garden in some French poncy <laughs> place? Can you drag a fucking book out of that? It must have been a pun. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Well, I'm just... It, somehow they managed to stretch it out. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone's got a, at least one book in them, don't they? That's it. Clearly this one wasn't very long. No. <laughs> Um, two highly educated professors. Do you think they just both tripped out? Maybe they eaten a bad piece of garlic in France or something like that. And... It, you know, it could have been. She could have been hired by the, the the institution just to sort of wander around the gardens as a playing at Marianne. We don't know what the fuck it was. It could be anything. <laughs> they, so they all vanished when the tour guide approached. Uh, is that what it yeah. said? Yeah. So they was like just there for like a couple of minutes, then <laughs> maybe they were filming an illegal porn film, get interrupted and did a runner. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> In period <laughs> costume. Is there a market for 1780s porn? Yes, there's a market for everything fucking remotely. Think of it, it exists. People are filthy. It's yeah, going to be Mary- a long film because if they're sticking to sort of the, the true thing, all the women are in corsets, they're going to be un- unhooked and everything and uh, take forever. Uh, Marie Antoinette or something. <laughs> <laughs> Marie Antoinette. Oh, Anton Wet. Something like that. Anton Deck. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Anton Deck. Fucking have hit the skids. <laughs> parody. One of them's hitting the skids. <laughs> oh, oh. no, okay. uh, that's that's under that below the belt. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> he's done his time. <laughs> I think you're referring to doing yeah. the ass with I think I was. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were about his his drink drive issues. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> that too works on both levels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir oh. Albert Imarsal, Sir Robert Victor Goddard, was sent to inspect an abandoned airfield in Edinburgh in 1935. He flew there. And he got back in his plane once he'd done what he had to do, and but heavy rain and low visibility prevented him from going too far, so he turned around and headed back to the airfield to wait at the storm. As he approached the landing strip, though, something very strange happened. The clouds cleared, the sun shone brightly, and he saw that previous abandoned land was now bustling with mechanics in blue jumpsuits. There were four yellow planes on the tarmac, and one of them was of a kind he'd never seen before. 
Keep in mind, he was a military pilot and he was pretty familiar with all the different planes available at the time. Four years later, he was sent back to the airfield. Far from being abandoned, it was now in full use, complete with blue jumpsuit-wearing mechanics and yellow planes, and sitting on the runway was the plane he couldn't identify in 1935, a Miles Magister aircraft which was first manufactured in 1938. So he okay. actually forward in time. Maybe it was a prototype. Or he landed at the wrong airfield. Yeah. Or oh, he's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a possibility, but he is, he's an air marshal, guys. His words, his bonds, uh, isn't it? God. We've been here before. We've been here before. Having a military career doesn't mean that you can't be full of shit. Well, no, he could have massive PTSD as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From the First World War. Who's to say? Yeah. Or he did slip through time. <laughs> and then just conveniently slip back again. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> future echoes. Yeah. Okay, a... Journalist experiences an air raid 11 years before it occurs. Okay. Journalist J. Bernard Hutton and photographer Joachim Brandt were sent by a German newspaper to do a story on the Hamburg shipyard in 1932. It was an uneventful visit until the bombs began raining down on them. Hutton and Brandt realised they were caught in the middle of an air raid and basically just legged it, but not before snapping some photographs. When they got back to the centre of Hamburg, no one believed their story. They developed the photos they took, intending to prove everyone they weren't crazy. In fact, they proved the opposite. The photos showed no signs of an air raid. However, Hutton, living in London 11 years later, indeed opened up a newspaper. There was a story about Operation Gomorrah, which was an air raid on Hamburg. The accompanying photos looked exactly what, like what he had experienced in 1932. <sighs> Did he write? How can we prove this? Well, it's all anecdotal evidence, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not saying it's fucking true. I'm just telling you about it. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, I could meet somebody at work tomorrow and say, and just say, oh, do you know what? I dreamt this would happen ten years ago. Okay, a police officer travels to the 1950s from 1996. In 1996, oh, a that's, police that's, officer and his wife the plot, were shipping... Sorry? Isn't that the plot to a BBC One drama called? <laughs> life of Mars. From the 1950s? Sorry. They didn't go to the 1950s. Oh, sorry, the, the, decade, the decade is, is slightly different. It's the same fucking plot. No, because this is different. This is He's described as a police officer because that's what he did. He wasn't on duty. Okay. He was shopping with his wife in Liverpool. His right. wife went into a bookshop while he took off for a CD store down the street. Oh, I remember when there were CD stores. <laughs> As he walked away from the bookstore, he noticed that everything was suddenly quiet. Then a van that looked like it was in the 1950s honked and swerved around him. Somehow he was standing in the middle of the street and everyone was dressed in 50s-style clothing and the street had gone back to kind of cobbled streets and everything. The whole surroundings had changed confused he tried to go back to the bookstore but it wasn't there and its place is a woman's clothing shop named Crips so he went <laughs> to the clothing shop and as soon as he did it was a bookstore again he was back in 1996 but couldn't figure this... out what happened to him 
This is the plot to Good Night, Sweetheart, starring Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Did this fella also have a different wife in the old times? <laughs> no, because he was straight back into the book show, straight back into 1996 as a, as soon as okay. he went into the clothes shop. Right. Into Crips. Into Crips, which they then tracked down and find that it hadn't existed since the 1950s. Wasn't for the disabled, was it, that? No. No. (laughs) Fashion choice for the physically disabled. (laughs) Did it just sell gangwear for one time? Are you physically challenged? Do you find yourself (laughs) dribbling quite a bit? Get down to Crips. Crips, Crips, Crip, Crips. <laughs> I hope it's not next door to Bloods. Anyway, <laughs> oh, they never put it next door to Bloods, would they? We can see it every day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 1996. I'm sure that was when Good Night Sweetheart was airing as well. Right then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either that, that was a, or it's a magic though, book. That took him back in time. <laughs> a what? A magic book. He bought a book, didn't he? No, he was going to the CD shop, but he, everything went 1950s on him. So he went back to the bus, the, the bookshop where his wife had gone to retrace his steps. And it wasn't uh, a bookshop. It was a clothing shop. He went in and everything went back to 1996 again. Oh, uh, yeah. Or maybe his wife bought magic the magic book. book. <laughs> Was this man on fucking mushrooms? Well, he's a police officer, so maybe. You know what I mean? Uh, it just... All the clothes turned into books before my very eyes. <laughs> well, the, oh. oh, he's on acid. <laughs> Would you go out with the missus and take a load of acid before you went shopping with her in the streets well, of Liverpool? It, it, would, it would certainly fucking improve the situation, wouldn't it? I was being dragged around clothes shopping. <laughs> Chipping my fucking tits off, yeah. Be lovely. It could have been swamp gas. Swamp gas. <laughs> that explains everything. It's always swamp gas. It's always fucking swamp gas. And don't forget the light of Venus reflecting through it. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm convinced. Right. Uh, next, call <laughs> him a new one. <laughs> Four friends travel from 1979 to 1905. So in 1979, Jeff and Pauline Simpson and Len and Cynthia Gisby were traveling through France. When it became late, they decided to find a hotel for the night. They found a place not too far down the road. They were traveling. It was an odd place. The doors to the rooms only had wooden latches, no locks, and the windows only had thick shutters with no glass. In the morning, they had breakfast at the hotel and encountered two uh, gendarmes, gendarmes, the armed French police, that were wearing old-looking uniforms, complete with capes. The whole experience at the hotel seemed strange, not least because their stay only cost 19 francs, when other hotels in the area cost over 200 francs. Still, they happily went on their way and on the return journey tried to stop and stay at the hotel again, except it had seemingly vanished into thin air. And the uniforms the police are wearing were for, identified as being from around 1905. Right, okay. They've been travelling through France all day. They're tired. Yeah. You know. What do they do? Home invade someone? <laughs> <laughs> and then leave them 19 francs on the side. Well, it could have been like an Airbnb. 
1979. A like an Airbnb, you know, it's just like someone, you know, you decided, yeah, they, yeah. They, had, they had a B&B and they decided to have it themed back in 19, from 1905. Right, um, including the two policemen who, you dress up as some old coppers. Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, where did he go then? They couldn't find it, could they? <laughs> well, they know where they've been. They can read a map. <clears throat> Are you sure they didn't just get lost? That's what I mean. They got lost and they couldn't they're find in, it. Not they disappeared. They were in a different find town, it again. Yeah. Exactly. What about the price? I swear it was here. They crossed over the border into a more expensive region. Now, all, the, less all expensive. your hotels in the region cost like 200 francs. Well, this one must have been just a shit one then. Maybe <laughs> that problem. Maybe it was a brothel. <laughs> you would think actually that the, when they handed over the nineteen francs, right, to the the, the innkeeper, as it were, yeah. that the innkeeper might have raised an eyebrow because it's going to be like a a note he's never seen before. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, exactly. I do not recognize this money. Yeah. <laughs> what is this your future money? <laughs> and if they tried to give him coin, then it would, the coins would have the date on, wouldn't they? It was have the year on that they're made. What is this? I cannot accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Has he got a string of garlic round his neck and a yeah. and a striped jumper too? Yes, of course, yeah. <laughs> and then he just jumps oh, on his city oh. bike and pedals out. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll find that future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come on to your wife. Fucking <laughs> 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 <Okay>, hell. <laughs> yeah, this is just bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> 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 well, I'm glad you said it. I didn't want to have that feeling. Hey, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just okay. reading you the stories. Okay. Trying, to, trying to be impartial as possible. Yeah. I'm trying to look at it impartially, but I mean, I don't understand what they're asking me to buy here. The, the fact that. <laughs> they felt it's... through a whole time. I yeah. know, but it's just. There's just so what many is... more plausible explanations. You're daydreaming. Yeah. You got spiked. Swamp gas. Swamp yeah. gas? City maybe swamp maybe gas. there's a carbon monoxide leak. <laughs> <laughs> but that would explain the fucking books turning into clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there could have been a gas leak. Do 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 no 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 man fell through it I'm colours in his clothes shop before um there's not even a device involved do you know what I mean like no is is it a time slip or is it a dimension slip oh bollocks there's no evidence it's all anecdotal you know, well, maybe the if they managed to get a get a photograph or something, or maybe it's ex- it wouldn't develop. Extreme, oh, convenient tale. <laughs> and when they went back into nineteen seventy nine, it's all old and withered, and it's like <laughs> the photos aged sixty years or something. 
Oh, man. Do you know what I mean? It's not even like no one's messing with, like, electrical charges or trying to construct a, a vehicle or a, a machine or... It's just, they were just walking along, minding their own business. And for some reason, the universe just went, <laughs> sucked them off into the past for like a few minutes and then was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry about that, mate. Don't well, say these, anything. Friend, those, these two couples, they spent the night in this place. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had to pay that bed and breakfast. <laughs> Yeah. And why don't we make up a fun story? Well, these guys are English. Oh, yes. Hey, we'll make up a fun story. <laughs> It'll really get them going. It's a strange one. I think it's strange. And, yeah, I think it's strange that these people, you know, insist on spouting such obvious fabrications, <laughs> fantasies. And, why, though? And all shit. Why? Because they're well, attention-seeking knob jockeys. Yeah, they want to make their holiday seem interesting rather than the dull, boring fuck-up that it probably was. <laughs> Stuck in a car with another mm. couple. And... <laughs> and it pissed it down all the all the time and yeah. he lost his wallet and lost 200 francs <laughs> or something, you know. And You know what would really perk this holiday up? A bit of time travel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a bit of time travel. Oh, a dimension slip. A dimension slip, but... Aren't the dimensions running at the same time concurrently? Well, no, I suppose there could be like a dimension where, for example, it's the 1950s. Like permanently. Maybe. <laughs> well, if you think, if you believe in the, the multiverse, like there's, it could be infinite. So it could be any, anything you can think of is happening in, in a universe somewhere. That's it. Mm. So it's possible, theoretically, maybe. Yeah. A couple more, and then we'll we'll wrap this part of the show up. The man from Tau Red. Yes, I've heard of this one. Yeah. In 1954, a man trying to get through customs at Haneda Airport in Tokyo, Japan, had a bit of trouble with the customs agents. It wasn't because he forgot to declare something on his customs form, but because he claimed to be from a country that didn't exist, and he had a passport and the stamps to prove it. His passport was from a country named Taurad, which he claimed was in between Spain and France. When customs officials pulled out a map and asked him if he meant Andorra, he became angry. He said that, yes, the location was right, but Taurad had existed for at least a thousand years and he had never heard of Andorra. He was given a hotel room for the night while the police tried to figure out what was happening. Even though there were armed guards posted outside his room... The man had vanished by the next morning. His passport, which had been stored in the security office at the airport, was also gone. Officials <laughs> never figured out the mystery of the man from Red. I think somebody else has, though, if you look into this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just think, bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's just a story. It's something yeah. Like or is it? Or is it true? No, it's not Ben. <laughs> or is it? No, no, it's not Ben. It's not true. It? it could no, be. No, it's not. It isn't. No, because no. we've actually posted this meme a few years ago on our Facebook page. I remember it. And I looked into it. Yeah, it's just a story that someone made up. Or did they? <laughs> yes. Oh, well, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Wow, I'm convinced. Still better than John T. <laughs> no, he had like pictures of things like bending. Yeah, we also said that uh, there'd be a full... There's more evidence for that one than this one. 
or am I confusing stories? Anyway. John Tito was the guy who appeared on the internet saying he was from the year 2036. Yeah. Isn't he the one, though, but he also had a picture of, like, light being bent, a light beam being bent. Well, I don't know. He's not, yeah. the one with the, he's not the one with the dildo chairs, is he? No, that's Al Bailick no. and the Montauk Project. Ah, yeah. They, him and uh, Preston we Nichols fell off the boat. Yeah. As it was uh, going through the Philadelphia experiment, the USS Eldridge. We have to do that as an episode. One yeah. Day. That's basically where Stranger Things comes from, the Montauk Project. Mm. Yeah. It does. Right, what's the last one then, Ben? No, Let's we, see we can if, if it's it. going to... kind of put two into one there with the Montauk and the... Uh, and Al Bailey and John T. Is this going to be the one that convinces me? No, no, it's we're, we're good. That's 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 kind of that's it. Really. Those are the oh examples. shit! Wow. Well, <laughs> I'll let I'll let Mike go first. <laughs> oh fuck me! Where do I begin? Uh, right, let's start with. Do you think it's it's a possibility that it's a dimension slip, or could this potentially happen? I mean, well, there's always a possibility. Of mm, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Right. I think right. I believe that I believe in that. Yeah, there's always a possibility for anything. But, but there's not much juice or meat on the bones here to go with. Like, no. we don't know if they're portals or like, like, did they slip into another dimension or did another dimension bleed into ours? That's well, it. Uh, we don't know. Well, we do. We know it's bollocks. I think the professor's <laughs> an odd one to make up a story like that. Oh, just look again, Ben. Anyone from any walk of life can just make shit up. Mm. Or under stress and things like that. You, if you've had no sleep, for example, you you do see things and hallucinate. Right. It's possible, isn't I, it? I've been incredibly tired, both tired and incredibly stressed. I've never made up a time travel story. Well, that's your expected fault. people to believe it. It's a strange side effect. Mm. Well, you should have. It would have been entertaining. I was going more for the halluc- I was going more for the hallucination type thing. Uh, acid. So they believe it's real. No, not necessarily acid. So like I said, sometimes <laughs> if you if you had no sleep or you're stressed, you do hallucinate anyway. Mm. So naturally, so it could have been that, and you you absolutely believe it's true to you. It happened, but it doesn't mean mm. objectively it happened. It just happened in your brain. Yeah, full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> or some of them could be full of shit. All a, of them. There's another way to put it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd find it easier to believe if there was a machine involved. I just would. Huh. <laughs> Is that the thing for you? Time travel has to involve a machine. Yeah. You know, there has to be some sort of device involved. Yeah, because you're for thinking of where's the, where's the yeah. energy coming from. I don't from. think time travel is a. Is that what you're think... getting at, Gaz? Like energy, like you know, yeah. theoretically, to open, you can open up wormholes, but it will take massive amounts of energy that we can't produce yet. That's yeah, I don't thing. think I don't think time travel is a naturally occurring phenomenon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think is. it's. I don't think it is. I think it needs a laboratory and a professor with wild hair. <laughs> but then again, the theory of the string theory with the, the multiverse, I think that possible these universes might exist on what are called brains b-r-a-n-e-s that's like floating ribbons me and ben both know to spell brains not b-r-a-i-n the other one 
B R A N E S. Brains. Right, I'm sorry. I'm just being a dick. All right, sorry. Like the faggots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better clarify that. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a food. Sorry, yeah. A brand of yeah, brains yeah. faggots. They're very nice. They are. <laughs> but yeah, where was I? Oh yeah, brains. And if sometimes <laughs> them brains may touch. It may be possible they may bleed into each other. The fear is there, but the likelihood that that's what's happening is pretty low. Maybe it happens all the time, but no one ever just walks into it, or very few people walk into it. That's true. Yeah, you maybe. Know, what could be happening immediately to your left right now when you're just not in it? Time holes to the left of me. Uh, up to the right. Here I am in the 1950s with you. Uh, load of wanky bollock shit toss fuckballs. It's my professional opinion. And of course, if we're a simulation, then it could be a glitch in the computer program. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Well, the simulation theory... I think gains more weight with each passing month, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't it? Do you think someone's left the game unattended and everything's <laughs> going wrong? Like, if you're yeah. playing a, a game where you've got to build something like a base and you leave it for ages and it's been ransacked and all your money's gone. Or you've done it on purpose because you just get so pissed off at the game. You're like, right, I'm just going to fucking... I've built this, built this up and I'm going to raise it to the ground. Could be that. That's <laughs> world. Hell world, my friends. Mm. Uh, literally, that I will. If my girlfriend comes to see me, I could get a massive fine. Yeah. What world are we living in? But it's okay to go to work to produce. I know it's insane, isn't it? Fucking hell! To yeah. keep that economy turning. Yep, it's okay to go to work. No social visits. No fun. No. Nope. Yeah, they read out this list of COVID guidelines we're meant to follow at work. And one was like, don't use public transport. And I was like, well, I get the bus here, so can I go home? And they're like, no. Why say it then? Mm. Oh, well, fuck COVID. What were we on about? Time holes. Time holes. Yeah. Fuck I, time holes. I've got COVID fatigue, I'm afraid. I've been obsessing over the capital failed coup instead. Ah, uh, do you go for the failed coup? I go for the, I go for the the. It's a terrible situation where literally conspiracy theorists, there's seventy million of them, God fearing, QAnon believing, ex-military, some of them, ex-police, serving police. Few of them actually work there. I think it was compromised. I think it was allowed to maybe happen a little bit. And there's a few good eggs in there who, you know, stopped it from being a lot worse than it was. But I think it's mental. I think it's, it's terrifying. It's tra- This is what happens when conspiracy theory goes mainstream and the president backs it up. Yeah. This, yeah. It's, yeah. It's fucking mental. I'm like that. I'm like that. I'm with you guys. Yeah. You know, trying to overturn democracy. It's shocking. It's terrible. But I'm on the other hand, I'm like, actually, they don't live in a democracy. It's been proven. They live in an oligarchy. Mm. So I'm kind of like, what well, this? I'm not surprised this hasn't happened before. They don't. The government doesn't work for the people anymore. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that's the whole episode. <laughs> Weird news. 
Yeah, yeah. weird news. Uh, okay. Facts later if you want. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. Um, Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. All right, then. Maniac drives tank around neighbourhoods, scaring neighbours in disturbing footage. Okay. Uh, the, Br- the British-made armoured reconnaissance vehicle may not be strictly classed as a tank, but it's still a pretty alarming sight on the streets of a sleep- sleepy Florida suburb. I love that. It's not a tank, but they're still going to use it in the goddamn headline. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the apparently street-legal armoured vehicle is owned by a man living in the sleepy gated community of Old Cutler Road in Palmetto Bay, a little way down the coast from Miami. The shop residents complaining that the tracked beast that's been smashing up their curbs is a, quote, military-style tank, obviously to avoid any confusion with perfectly normal civilian-style tanks. Uh, amateur oh. video taken of the vehicle suggests it could be a current FV-107 scimitar. Uh, I believe it is the, the scimitar. <laughs> I thought you'd know. It's a cool name. Yeah. It was a light armoured reconnaissance vehicle that saw service with the British Army through the 70s, 80s, and I think they've still got a few knocking around now. Fantastic. And he was just... Okay. For the, he... uh, for the listener who, uh, who can't see the pictures, how big is it, Ben? Oh, it's, they're not massive. The tank? Yeah. yeah. No, it's not oh, a tank, sorry. is it? <laughs> I was making a joke about Ben's penis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's erect, obviously. <laughs> but it's not It's not a tank. It's an armoured reconnaissance vehicle. Yeah, it's a light tank. And they call them light tanks, do they? You can call it a light tank. You can call it an armoured reconnaissance vehicle or an ARV if you want to. It's up to you. Girls tank. <laughs> it is a bit of a girly tank. I, I used to have the. I used to be in the Challenger, so I was in the heavy tank. So, uh, oh, uh, there we go. I used to look down was. on the light tank boys a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the, all his years of service in the tank brigade, did yeah, you like drive it good... once around the car park or something? Just spin it once around the car park. I said, did you? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I I drove it on Salisbury Plain during the war. <laughs> no, during God. the summer. <laughs> God. Okay. Sorry, Andy McNabb. <laughs> no, I'm not Andy McNabb. I was never. He's more like Uncle Albert. Yeah. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it, really. It's got ten wheels. It's uh, about, I think it's about twenty tons. The uh, fifteen to twenty tons or so, probably. So yeah, it's been just story. He took it for a spin and shit everyone up. He's, he's yeah, he's spinning it round the block, smashing the curbs up. Oh, was he <laughs> pissed? No complaining. No, but every time it hits the curb, it just smashes it to dust. <laughs> yeah, and they aren't the easiest things to steer. <laughs> oh lord. I'd own a tank if I had the money. I hope he's been suitably punished. I don't think he should. He's, he's entitled to have that tank. It's bought street legal. The guns are deactivated. No is problem. it street legal? Is it? You, it, it the, it's weight legal on the roads, yeah. It's, it's why smashing should the taxpayers the pay for his damage? Well, let him pay for the damage then. That's fine. But let him keep the Hello? tank. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I couldn't hear you for a second. Yeah, why should the taxpayer have to pay for his his damage? He should pay for it, at least. Yeah, I agree, but let him keep the tank. It's fun. 
Or a suitable punishment, if he turned the curbs to dust, would be to make him eat three bowls of curb dust. Uh, <laughs> if Gaz was in charge of the courts, Gaz <laughs> justice. <laughs> Can he put anything with the dust, like milk or something like that? Nope. No water, nothing. Three oh. bowls of curb dust. That's inhumane. Well. Dems the rules. <laughs> Dems the fucking rules in my oh, land. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I think I love it. I, I want, if I had the money, I'd have a tank. Well, I, I wouldn't mind if you went and drove it in a suitable location, but didn't cause damage to areas used by other members of the public. I'm yeah, like Salisbury Plain, stick it on my anti-COVID yeah. tank around. Oh, God. Not COVID. COVID you know, is prohibited. I could, I could seal the tank. You can hermetically seal tanks to prevent them from... That'd be pretty funny if you then run out of oxygen. <laughs> no, they've got an oxygen recycle, <laughs> as long as the engine's working. <laughs> I wish you could hermetically seal you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. They're called vac beds, but it's a little kinky mic. I'm not into that. <laughs> we'll oh, help we'll you. We'll weld it from the outside. <laughs> we'll just brick you up in the abandoned coke house then instead. <laughs> <laughs> Still being able to hear him during the war. <laughs> yeah, I'm hurt. You give me a tank article to read. I show a little bit of oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of something to add depth to the quality of our podcast. No, I'm just mocked relentlessly. I couldn't Do hear you for a second. I think it's on my end. Sorry, guys. Well, yeah, I think that's uh, I think we've mocked you. Well, I find a tank. There you go. <laughs> Man drives tank, then gets erect. Yeah. <laughs> Love me a good tank. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Yeah. Villagers flock to worship mutant cow born with five legs to bring them good luck. Oh, wow. Oh, why weren't they spaffing it with a spade? <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's back. Oh, God. <laughs> With 2021 being the year of the ox in the Chinese calendar, people are flocking to see the five-legged cow for good luck. Well, at least it's got a bit of reprieve from being cooked and eaten. Mm. There is that. Uh, the cow, whose extra leg can be seen in the video protruding from its back, has two hooves which are intertwined with each other. Incredibly, the two-year-old calf named Kamku is otherwise healthy and can potter around the field while grazing with her mother. Oh, I think she's fine. The Freak. family who owns the cow believes it will bring them good luck as the Chinese calendar says 2021 is the year of the ox. Thongian Glanchevit, who raised the calf, said, I had a dream that my late father told me to take care of his calf and to put 65 on the lottery ticket. His wife, Bu Lali, said, I dreamt that a person came and told me that 551465 would be the winning lottery number. Oh, God, I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't see whether any of them have won the lottery. And it's not just Kamku's owners who believe it is lucky. Local residents say that since the calf was born, they have had dreams of their kin telling them lottery numbers, which they will use for their tickets as animals' encounters have led to be lucky. I mean, 
<laughs> is this a is this a scam from the Indian lottery company or something? <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> it doesn't say whether any of them won. I know. <laughs> and the fact I mean, that it hasn't, I'm guessing to think that nobody has. Well, if no one has, they're just going to kill the ca- uh, the calf because uh, it's clearly an unlucky calf. Yeah. Fuck me. I would consider it unlucky to be born. Horrifically malformed. Not yeah. Horrific. It's only got an extra leg on its back. Yeah. It's to fine. me, that's horrific. It's living a normal life. It's just getting touched a lot by random people because they think it's going to make them win the lottery for some reason. I think it's a lot. I think it's a ploy from the lottery company. Fools. Yeah, they just stuck that leg on. It's not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sewed it on. Like some freakish Frankenstein creation to make money. Oh, what a lovely tale. Yeah. <laughs> At least the goat's got a stay of execution, you know? He's, he's having a good time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, shall I read the last horrific story, or is there some, some more to the horrific cow? No, that's it. Well, Mike made us watch a video, which I'll yeah. never forgive him for. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Ever. Um, it's, it's something I good. didn't need to see, and it killed no. my tag boner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. I have put Tabasco in my eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here we go. Can you, still, can you see anything yet? Uh, I've memorised it. <laughs> I'm now blind. No, no, uh, no, I wanted to know if I should do the same. <laughs> <laughs> Bodybuilder cheats on sex doll wife with bizarre object while she gets repaired. Yuri Tolachko. Yeah, I was going to say this is a recurring story we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recurring this guy. Yeah. yeah. Yuri Tolochko from Kazakhstan married Dal Margot last November after saying he fell in love when he spotted her at a nightclub. But he had to send her away for a pair after breaking before Christmas. Ugh, she clogged up her with the gum. <laughs> a bodybuilder who married a sex doll cheated with a bizarre object while she was being repaired. Yuri from Kazakhstan. Yeah, okay, okay, we know that. You're repeating yourself, article. But he revealed Margot had broken days before Christmas. In the meantime, he posted a video on Instagram of himself touching a silver object with small ridges in nothing but his underwear, reports the Daily Star. Yuri told his 99,000 followers... What the fuck? 99,000 followers? Gagging a fucking doll. I know. Fucking hell. I'll have a wank over an action man for that many followers. <laughs> 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 Looks like I've got a new passion, he told them. One follower replied, Hey, are you cheating on your wife? Yuri said, Maybe, adding, I can't stand while she's in the hospital. That's no excuse. Oh, there's a lovely picture. The social media user said, You've got to spread your seed. Oh. <laughs> uh, another, another Instagram follower added, Somehow I don't think your wife would have much to say about it all anyway. <laughs> uh... Commenting on the video, Yuri also insisted to his followers it was, quote, wonderful. Yuri tied the knot with Margot at a ceremony attended by dozens of guests in November. Oh, God. He met her at a nightclub. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't. Before the coronavirus pandemic threw the world into turmoil. 
The ceremony was delayed a second time after he, he was attacked during a transgender rally in the Kazakh city of Almaty on October the 31st. However, the pair had since settled into married life. Describing their relationship, Yuri said, in general, I began to be jealous of Margot. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Many men would like to imagine the same. After the wedding, I decided to show her less to people. I forbade her from Instagram. I did this a long time ago. Maybe I'm being too selfish. But that's the beauty of Margot, that I can do this to her and she won't mind. <laughs> On Christmas Day, January 7th in Kazakhstan, he said he might stay at home with Margot and order steaks and sushi or have some fun with friends. In the meantime, Yuri has to wait for her to get repaired. He added, she is broken. Now she is being repaired. She's in another city. When she recovers, it will be a gift for both of us. I yeah, fucking hate that I just said that. Oh no, yeah. I I hate see, I, yeah, the fact that he's getting fucking in the paper is just unbelievable. Ninety nine uh, followers. Yeah. That's what you're both pissed off about, and he's at ninety nine thousand fucking followers. A fucking a robot though. <laughs> <laughs> Being generally insane. Well you need to set up GIGs.com that you guys <laughs> 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 see, see, middle-aged man, come over your favourite GI Joes. <laughs> Want to see snake eyes plastered in seed? <laughs> I like you. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry for the mental image, everyone listening. <laughs> I've had a lot of medication today. <laughs> it was weird that video, though, wasn't it? It's awful. The sound was worse, I think. Than the sound was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. Just him panting, wasn't it? Yeah. If if a listener actually wants to go and see it, it's on dailymirror.com. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Mirror.co.uk, but yeah, don't do it. <laughs> okay, what's, yeah. what's been seen cannot be unseen. No. And he's like Tabasco sauce. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that concludes that, dirty fucking freak. What's yep. the fucked up facts? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so let's end the show on some fucked up facts then. Let's okay. do it. In the 1980s and 90s, the Swedish Navy heard strange noises in the Baltic Sea and were concerned that they, were, they might be coming from Russian submarines. Upon scientific investigation, it turned out the noises were coming from farting herrings. <laughs> 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 well, they shouldn't have disclosed that information because now all the Russian subs are going to sound like farting herring. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, love. Fish fart, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that. There you go. <laughs> wow. Apparently, having no friends can be as deadly as smoking. Oh, well, I'm twice fucked then. <laughs> you got friends. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd rather smoke. <laughs> yeah, cigarettes can be your friends. People are very overrated in my experience. <laughs> cigarettes haven't let me down yet. No. <laughs> You're going to love this next one, Ben. Oh, go on then. Until 1995, European Highway E6 ran through hell, Norway. Nice. <laughs> highway to hell. 
Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. In 2014, an Arizona town was terrorised by a pack of wild chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a nightmare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, just Terrible a bit. Chihuahuas, Jesus. Nipping like... yeah. at your heels, weren't they? Yeah. Yappy little bastards. An army they, of them. They brought you down, they'd swarm you. <laughs> oh man, that's a. De- I don't. That's and let's face it, there'd be nothing more humiliating than being killed by a pack of feral chihuahuas. That is not a nice way to go. Don't want to see that on the obituary page, do you? No. Mauled by a thousand chihuahuas. Mm. In 1961, a woman from Cheshire went missing. Case soon went cold. 22 years later, a body was pulled from a nearby peat bog. Thinking he'd been caught, her husband confessed to killing her and throwing her in the bog. Later analysis showed the remains were 1,600 years old. (laughs) 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 That's poetic justice. It is. He'd have got away with it too if it wasn't for that pesky peat mummy. (laughs) Mm. Surgical blades made from obsidian which is volcanic glass, around four times sharper than those made of steel and leave smaller scars. Wow. Mm. It's extraordinary. Isn't that just the stuff <laughs> they in Game of Thrones? I think it was, yeah, kind of. Volcanic glass. Well, it'll kill a White Walker too, then. <laughs> You're talking foreign now. Oh, yeah, you haven't seen it, have you? No, and I never will. I think you'll break one day. No. Not a single robot in it. I have no interest. (laughs) No karate. (laughs) The sword karate. Not laser swords, though, are they? No, no. There's a zombie. Boring old sword swords. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. All right. Between 1930 and 1947, the National Trust received anonymous donations hidden inside a metal pineapple, gin bottles, <laughs> cigars, and a dead goose. <laughs> what the they, fuck? <laughs> they were from a group of women known as Ferguson's Gang, a secret society working to save historic buildings. So it's like a female group of Indiana Jones. The dead goose is a bit creepy, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Freshly What's killed wrong? goose with a fucking tenner stuck up its ass. What's wrong with a nice box? Exactly. An envelope. Well, they probably have to smuggle them over the board and shit. I don't know. Well, it does seem a bit odd, a dead goose, but... It's mm, creepy. Yeah. Someone sent you a dead goose. It'd be fucking weird, wouldn't it? Be like a yeah, but if I had a massive fucking giant red ruby inside it or something, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, where how are you going to sell something like that though? I mean, who do you know in the in the in the, in the jewelry world? You can't just walk into the the pawn shop with it. You can't walk into cash converters. You don't need to. You just need to flash it, and you get stuff. <laughs> you flash it and get mugged. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, well. Okay, I just see. I think the dead goose thing's creepy. <laughs> they don't know there's money in there. They just sent them a dead goose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It's obviously only as they were cooking it, they must have realised. The coat of arms of Hensbrook in the Netherlands features a chicken wearing trousers. <laughs> Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? <laughs> Give all chickens trousers. <laughs> oh, this was great. The winter of 1962-63 was so cold in the UK that Norwich City Football Club tried to defrost their pitch with flamethrowers. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I love it. All snow should be cleared with flamethrowers. Yes. <laughs> Fucking awesome. In 2006, a Norwegian woman turned on a tap and got beer instead of water. Oh, lucky bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a pub in the same building had accidentally connected a barrel of beer into the building's water line. Oh, man, I'd forgotten to tell anyone. <laughs> I can go without that. No. They should have two taps, shouldn't they, Ben? One for yeah. water, one for beer. <laughs> oh, at least with that. If I've ever been an alcoholic. Yeah, that well. Yeah. And apparently Brussels sprouts really did taste worse when you were a child. Oh. Now. No, I like them. Oh, I do eat them occasionally at uh, Christmas and things. Starting in the 1990s, Dutch growers of Brussels sprouts created new variants of Brussels sprouts that were much less bitter and much tastier, apparently. Mm. No, nope, I've always hated them. And to finish, we will have a cat one. Hey. In ancient Egypt, laughing at a cat was a crime. <laughs> they loved a cat to the ancient Egyptians. Yeah. I laugh at my cat all the time. <laughs> You'd have been mummified alive in ancient Egypt then. I would have been. Somebody does stupid things like he tries to make a jump and he fails it or something. That's, <laughs> he does it all the time. It's well funny. <laughs> How's your little cat doing, Gaz? Yeah, she's Sam, man. Annoying, but lovely. Cool. Well. Awesome. Is that, uh, that's the show then? Yep. Yeah, man. All right, then, uh, thank you for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavor aid. Oh. Don't join the call. Uh, I've been Gaz, Free Biff Tannen. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Hey.